0: We are so glad that you are with us here at Homestead today. It is such a special time of the year. Um, I just love every part about it. I love being with my family. I love being with my friends. And more than anything, I love being with my church family. And here at Homestead, you might be visiting today, Um, we would invite you to join our little family here. Um, We, when we started this church three years ago, we wanted a place that everyone was welcome, that everyone would feel like they belonged, and that is really what we have created here. We have wonderful people who want to come alongside of you, support you, help you to grow in faith, and that's what we're all about here. And so we're so glad that you've joined us today. Let's just open with a word of prayer, and then I'm going to speak for just a couple minutes. Jesus, we thank you that this is the time that we remember that you are with us, that you came to this earth as a little baby for one purpose alone, it was out of your great love, your love for us, that you came to earth, and we celebrate that today. So I pray that today, as we, as we look just into your word for just a couple minutes, that we would remember the reason why you came, and that we would have the knowledge of what that means for us today, and what that means for our lives. And so we just pray that your Holy Spirit would be with us in these next couple of minutes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, I, like I said, I love this time of year for many different reasons. Mostly, I love being with the people I love, right? And can you say that? I see a lot of families sitting together, grandmas and grandpas and cousins and aunts and uncles, and I love that this is the time of year that we're all purposeful about coming together, spending time together. Um, Jeff and I have four kids. Um, they are, our oldest was just helping me. Um, so, they are 17, 16, 13, and 10, and so their lives are a little busier, and they start going off to activities and band and work and all kinds of stuff. And so there are less and less days that they are all at home with me. And my favorite time when they were was when they were little and we wouldn't have to go anywhere. Um, one of the things popped up on my, my feed from probably seven or eight years ago yesterday on Facebook, and it said, I looked and my kids are in the same pajamas today that they were three days ago. These are the best days ever. I love that. <laughs> we didn't have to go anywhere and we could just all hunker down. Well, now my kids are getting older and they're gone a lot, and they're off, and so, nevertheless, it happens every once in a while that we'll have a night that everybody's home, and we'll all be sitting around the couch, and all of a sudden, it'll dawn on me that everyone's there. Some of you moms will know what I'm talking about, and all of a sudden, I'll go, everybody's here, everybody's here, we're all together, and now they make fun of me. My children now have keyed in, and they notice before I notice, and they'll look around, and they'll start mocking me, going, guys, everyone's here, start making fun of me. But it's a big deal to be with each other, right? To be with each other, to be around a table, to sit in the same room, to be together. That is one of my favorite things. I want to be with the people I love. And that is why when we talk about Christmas and we talk about this story, there's the sentimental part of being with the people that you love. But then there's another part of this story, the central part of this story, that is so amazing to me. And that is this, That when God came to earth, he was given this name, Emmanuel. That means God with us. That feeling that we have when we are with the people we love, that is what this means for us this time of year. The fact that God up in heaven, the God who created the moon and the stars and everything, he put himself into human form and he came down to earth and he became God with us. He is with us now. The prophecy that Isaiah said about the Messiah in Isaiah chapter 7 said, The Lord will give himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to his son. And you will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God is with us. And today I want to talk about what that means. The fact that God is actually with us in every part of our day. And when we talk about that, that's a really special thing, that God is with us. He came down to this earth to be with us. John 1, 14 says, the word became human. That's God. That's Jesus. The word became human, and he made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. At the heart of Christmas, yes, there's beautiful, sentimental things about family, but at the heart of Christmas, this is the moment that God became one of us. He's one of us. I'll never forget the moment. Jeff and I had just celebrated 20 years, our 20-year anniversary, and um, a couple years before that was one of the first times that I met his parents. And um, he lives; he's Canadian, they live in Canada, and they had invited us to go um, to where were we? Calgary, I think. And they said, hey, we have a bright idea. Why don't we spend the day canoeing? Now, I might not look like it. I'm kind of an indoor girl. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you all might be shocked by this right now, but I was trying to put on a good face for my future in-laws and said, of course, canoeing. I love canoeing, of course. And I'm thinking, you know, Minnesota canoeing on a nice river, or no, a nice lake that's nice and slow. Well, no, they were going canoeing on a river, and it was a really fast river, and so... We got into the canoe, and it was about five minutes in before everything had totally toppled over. We lost everything in our canoes. We pulled ourselves out onto the side and had to actually walk back up to the car. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. And Jeff leans over to me, and he goes, um, just so you know, that this is the way it always goes with my family. We always have these kind of adventures. They never work out. And I thought, why did you take me there? Why didn't you warn me this? And it's true. Now that I have been a cur for 20 years, I know it's not a cur adventure until something goes horribly wrong and we are capsized or without car keys or totally out of money, stranded somewhere. That is a cur adventure. But I didn't realize that then, but I'll remember getting back to the car, sopping wet. I think I'd lost my shoes, I was dripping, and Jeff's dad walked over, put his arm around me, and said, Well, now you're one of us. <laughs> now you're one of us. Now you've experienced what it's like to be a cur. And you know what? The word tells us that when Jesus came and he put on human flesh that he became one of us. He felt everything we feel. He dealt with grief, he dealt with sadness, he experienced joy, he had friends, he had enemies. He experienced all the things that we did. This incredible God, the creator of the universe that had infinite power, put himself in this fragile, broken thing that we live with every day, our human bodies, so that he could experience all the things that we experience He became one of us, and now he understands, and he is with us. He's not just a far-off God, somewhere way off in the distance, just kind of observing us. No, he came, and he was among us. He was with us. He was our Emmanuel. He is God with us. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Recently, I've been going through a book by Alicia britt called The Sacred Slow. And this book is basically a 52-week book that you kind of go through your life and you evaluate a lot of different things and you look at a lot of different concepts. You journal. It's a very, obviously, the title is A Sacred Slow. It's a very slow process of kind of evaluating your life and your spiritual life. And one of the sections in that book is on evaluating your god concept. Now that sounds like a funny way, but what it means is I want you to take the time and think about what you think about God. Right? Pretty simple thing. What is your god god concept? How do you view him when you think about God? What do you see? Do you see someone very kind and loving? Do you see somebody harsh? Do you see somebody who is really, really distant and far off? Do you see somebody close and intimate? Do you see somebody powerful? Do you see somebody kind of not so powerful, maybe just hanging around in case somebody needs intervention? So I've been going through this book, and she takes you through purposefully looking at what your God concept is, what his character is, and going past really the Sunday school answers of what you're supposed to say and really evaluating, what do I really think? Because you know what? I've learned the longer we live life, sometimes things happen, and we can pick up an idea about God that isn't accurate. We can pick up an idea about him that isn't true. Maybe something has happened in your life and you've, you've gone through something painful or you've gone through something difficult and you've wondered, where was God in that? Maybe God Maybe God wasn't powerful enough to fix that situation or maybe God has just done with me. I have felt that times in my life. God is just finished with me. He just doesn't seem to want anything to do with me anymore. And so this book has been really healing for me to go through and look at some places maybe that I have picked up some things about God that aren't true. And I got to one chapter and it was a very interesting title and it was the chapter of the book was this. God is in the room. God is in the room. Now, the author was counseling a woman who was processing a difficult situation. And as the woman was describing the conflicts, she told the story. She described the other person in the conflict. She described the context. She told the situation and the circumstances with great detail. And then the counselor looked at her and said, Now, you've described this situation very well. I can picture that moment in my mind but I'm wondering about one more character in the story. In your memory, look around the scene. Where is God? Where is God? The woman thought about it for a moment, and then she responded, nowhere. He is not even in the room. And as I read that, I stopped and thought, how often is that my view? That when I'm going through something, the joys and the struggles that I don't even picture God as being in the room. But the truth is, he is our Emmanuel. He is God with us. God is always in the room. And sometimes something in our mind has convinced us that he's not. And that is why it's important this year that we remember that God is our Emmanuel. So let me ask you this question. Do you picture God in the room? Do you picture him as being with you as you go throughout your day? Do you picture him there when you're struggling? Or is he absent and far off and distant and not engaged? I think if we're being honest, the answer very often is not very often. I don't think about him being in the room. I know I don't. Sometimes we feel close to God when we're in church, or maybe we feel close to God in the morning when we open up our Bibles and read a couple passages of Scripture. And then it's kind of like how when our spouse goes to work and leaves, we kind of say, goodbye, I'll see you later, have a good day. And then we go on with our day, and we don't think at all about the fact that God has said, I'm going to go with you. And I'm going to be with you all throughout your day. And so sometimes we think that God isn't in the room, but that couldn't be further for the truth. The promise of Emmanuel is that God is always with us. God is always with us every second, every minute. God is always in the room. Hebrews 13.5 tells us, God has said, never will I leave you and never will. Will I forsake you. He is always there. So what if we could grasp this concept this Christmas season and begin a new year with a fresh, healthy God concept that begins with this thought, God is always in the room. What if you could think about that? Think of how that would change everything. Moments when you're feeling lonely, Moments when you're feeling like nobody understands and you're feeling like you're all by yourself and nobody understands and you're feeling so alone. What would happen if you would, in that moment, remember, God is in the room. He's right here. I'm not alone. God is right here with me, and I have no reason to feel lonely because he has promised to always be there. What about if you're feeling fear and worry and anxious about something? What would change if all of a sudden when those feelings hit, you stopped and said, wait a minute, God is in the room. The God of the universe who has promised to be a shield and protector to me, he is right here. I have nothing to fear. God is in this room with me. I don't need to be afraid. What would that change in our lives? When we're facing hard things, what would happen if we knew that God was there? When we're facing joy, what if we stopped and recognized, God, you're in this room. I can feel your presence, and every good thing in my life has come from your hand. What if we lived this next year with the knowledge that God is always in the room? And I think sometimes it would help us make better choices, wouldn't it? Sometimes when my kid is, kids are leaving to go off, I'll say, Jesus is always watching. I like to say that, kind of joking, but kind of not. And, but the truth is, you know, sometimes we forget that God is always with us. There's nowhere we can hide from his presence. And sometimes we do things thinking, eh, Nobody knows. Nobody sees. But God is always in the room. And so maybe this coming year, you'll see some changes in your life and some things that have been tripping you up for a long time. You're going to say, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to be a part of that anymore. Because God's in the room. He's right there with me. And I want to live a life that honors him. God is always in the room. What would happen instead of occasionally checking in with him? That we would live our days with the knowledge that he is right beside us walking in every situation with us. I've been thinking a lot about this idea since I've been reading this book. And a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I guess, I was going into a meeting, and I was very nervous about it. Do you ever have those meetings where the whole drive there, you're rehearsing what you're going to say before you go to the meeting? Not that anything that I rehearsed actually was said in the meeting, but I was feeling very nervous about this meeting. And so as I pulled into the parking lot of the office I was going into, I was sitting in my car, and I I stopped, and I said, you know what, Lord? I thank you that you are in the room. You are in this car right now with me. And I thank you that you're gonna walk in those doors with me, and you're gonna sit around that table with me, and you are gonna whisper wisdom in my ear. You're gonna help me to know, not only are you gonna be with me, but your word says you are already there. You go ahead of me, and then you come in behind me. I am surrounded on every side, and I cannot tell you the peace that came over me as I sat in that car. Because I wasn't walking into a situation alone anymore. I knew that God was in the room with me. And it made all of the difference. So what is your God concept? Do you view him as just a God observing you from a distance? Or are you engaged in a daily walk, a duet with this God of the universe who cares so much about you, as you go through this holiday season and as you embark on a new year, I wanna invite you to embrace the promise of Emmanuel. God is with us all the time in every situation. I want us to awaken an awareness of his presence with us, acknowledge his beautiful companionship and friendship that he offers to us to be with us in every situation. I want us to be purposeful about recognizing his protection, his guidance, and his wisdom for every single day, and to allow the knowledge that he will never, ever leave you, bring you peace and comfort for your soul. I want to close by reading one of my favorite passages of scripture, Psalm 139, is a beautiful, beautiful passage that talks about the fact that God is always with us, that he knows us, and recently, I found it in the voice version, which is a paraphrase version, and I think it's a beautiful way for us to end our Christmas Eve service. We're going to sing a couple more carols, but I want to end with this, Psalm 139. O eternal one, you have explored my heart, and you know exactly who I am. You know even the small details, like when I take a seat and when I stand up again. Even when I'm far away, you know what I'm thinking. You observe my wanderings and my sleeping, my waking and my dreaming, and you know everything I do in more detail than even I know. You know what I'm going to say long before I say it. It's true, eternal one, that you know everything and everyone. You have surrounded me on every side, behind me and before me. And you have placed your hand gently on my shoulder. It's the most amazing feeling to know how deeply you know me inside and out. The realization of it is so great, I cannot comprehend it. Can I go anywhere apart from your spirit? Is there anywhere I can go to escape your watchful presence? If I go up into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in the realm of the dead, you if I ride on the wings of morning, and if I make my home in the most isolated part of the ocean, even then you will be there to guide me. Your right hand will embrace me, for you are always.